Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's YesKingOliver. Tati bye. Okay, guys, so now it's time to start day trading and mimicking my trades. So I trade with a large amount each day. And I will be posting in the Telegram group the coin that I'm trading and the time that I'm about to buy and the time that I'm going to sell. So you can mimic me and do exactly what I'm doing. I've done all the work I've grafted for years and I simply tell you what coin and what time. And all you do is press buy and sell. If you want to do it and be part of it, the link is in the description. The link is in the description below. See you there. It's free of charge, by the way. Um, there's nothing to enter. And um, yeah, it's all free. You can appreciate everything and exactly. anything because everything yes. is either natural nature or it's from somebody else and they had a reason why they've done it so they obviously appreciate that otherwise they wouldn't have done it obviously it's not exactly the case but you know they wouldn't have appreciated mm -hmm. it um if they were aware that it wasn't making them happy so therefore if you look at everything from everyone else's point of, point of view you can appreciate and empathize with anything really absolutely you can and Up in fact the appreciation what's that i'm sorry no up until the point where they know they should be doing something and they don't so they stop appreciating it and they're still doing it that, that's a possibility then... sure that can happen Go on, okay. and, and, and to me one of the coolest things is understanding that appreciation is actually the highest vibrational form in the universe it's actually higher vibration than love that took me a while to overcome that is, one. is it like, really way more yeah it really is you so have to think about that for a bit a higher vibration than Love. Well, actually, I'm distinguishing between appreciation and gratitude. They're okay, very, very, right. very similar. But yeah. gratitude also tends to have a little bit of baggage attached to it. Appreciation almost never has baggage attached to it. So that's why I'm choosing the word appreciation. They're very, very similar. I mean, let's let's not pretend that they're vastly different. They're not. But pure appreciation, where you where you eliminate all the baggage that we tend to attach to stuff, pure appreciation. What is appreciation? Appreciating something is saying, I'm raising the value of it in my mind. When a house appreciates, it means that the price of the house went up, right? The value of the house went up. That's what appreciating is. So appreciation is always going upward. It's always increasing vibration. It, it's not It's not like it's a static level. It's not like, okay, we are at 100,000 millicycles, you know? So that's the, that's the highest level of, of vibration you're going to get. No, it's ever increasing vibration. Vibration keeps getting higher and higher and higher and higher. That's why it's the highest one. There are no limits to how high it goes. So you're saying gratitude is basically you could have something in front of you that you don't really like, but you're trying to fool yourself and finding that feeling of appreciation that you're kind of aware that this isn't actually what I want. So you go down a little bit and then you're great gratitude and you're grateful. So it goes up a little bit, whereas appreciation goes up from where you are, as in it is there and it only goes up. Whereas gratitude, you can be grateful about something that you're not grateful for, for the point of raising your vibration. You've got to go down. Is that what you're saying? That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah I would sense. also say that with appreciation, I mean, I don't know anybody, including myself and probably not you, who can appreciate continuously. I mean, we focus on something for X period of time. We don't focus all of our time, 100% of the time on appreciation. We just, we have too many things going on. We're doing things like noticing the Wi-Fi. And we have a whole bunch of stuff that we're paying attention to, right? So we're not appreciating all the time. We just, we just don't do that. But to the degree that we can do it, that's the degree that we're tapping into pure source energy that because it is the highest form it, it it's a it's a form that is constantly increasing every time that we're giving our attention to it in a in an appreciative way so love when you say um appreciating is higher than love love meaning the feeling of love or giving love and then define that what you mean 
it, it's a it's a tricky topic to discuss quickly. I think we could probably do a whole show on it, but in a very quick form, love has like many of the words that we use because we're using words here, right? We're using yeah. words to describe stuff, vibration, to yeah. describe vibration, to describe energy, and so forth. But we also have our little peccadillos. We have our our little things, our morality things, our our th baggages that we attach. And love tends to have that same kind of thing. Love tends to have baggage that gets attached to it. So for instance, for some people, um, love is sex, okay? And other people will say, oh, no, you've just degraded love. Love is much bigger than that. But they're both valid perspectives of love. So which one's accurate? Well, depends what kind of baggage you're attaching to it. Love gets baggage attached to it. That's why the, the word love, I think, is not quite as powerful as the word appreciation because of the baggage. Do you think um, it goes appreciation, love, gratitude, or appreciation, gratitude, love? So what's higher, gratitude or love? I think it varies from one person to the next. For myself, I'd say love is higher than gratitude, but you could find somebody else who finds gratitude being higher than love. It depends on what kind of baggage they're attaching to the words. Yeah, so to me, there's just different levels of frequencies, and there's just so right. many. Like gratitude, these are all words, but there's other words like, I don't know, <laughs> gracious. It's like, well, what's how is that different to gratitude and then you compare the frequencies it all comes down to sure. how do you feel doing each single thing and then choosing the one that makes you feel the best and then ranking it in order because yeah. you're right and, and the rank's going to change too that's what even makes it more confusing right because one day you can have like okay here's my a b c d e and the next day it's like well no i think i'm going to move d up to c because i feel differently today i'm thinking of things differently and my perspective is different so it, it even the rankings change so i've gone from a wanting sex to intimacy to just people mm -hmm. I've completely gone down what I wanted growing up realizing it wasn't any of that it was people it's like mm -hmm. having being on that same like right now we're on a high vibe you're stimulating me that yeah. could be a girl or a guy any age because you're giving me that human connection stimulation it's connection which that's the word is a buzz it's firing me up yeah. it's raising my vibrations give me tingles don't need the sex or the intimacy so when you break it all down it comes down to what gives you the best feeling yes. out of all those things, intimacy, sex, speaking to somebody, and then just choose that. Because at the end of the day, we're just aware of how we feel. And that's all there is to it. And when I rank all these feelings in order, I then look at your thing behind you, the universe, and I just see endless amounts of vibrations in different right. order. Sometimes they're in order and they're fucked and then they're in sync. And it's just like electricity yes. just all over the fucking place. And it's, it's true, like a human exactly. being could be down, up, happy, sad, kind of sad. And it, it changes. Sometimes I might just want to fuck everybody. And then sometimes I just can't be asked, you know? Right. And that might come back and it might go. It doesn't end. It just stays the same. So when you think about how a rock is apparently just dead, well, it isn't dead. There's molten lava underneath. And if that gets hot mm -hmm. enough, then it could melt the, the Earth's crust, which we see as a solid. And the whole thing just becomes lava again. So, yes. and, and then it could cool over time. And then it might suddenly get hot again. I mean, just, nothing stays the same. It doesn't end. And <clears throat> yeah. Changes the constant of the universe. That's basically what you're describing there. And the change is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, there is so much to observe, so much to be a part of, really. I mean, that, that's part of the, the choices that we get. What do we want to be a part of? What do we not want to be a part of? We don't have to be a part of all of it, but we get to choose. We get to decide. I'd like the idea of focusing on plasma at this particular moment in time. So I'm going to focus on plasma. How cool is plasma? And I get all psyched about plasma until I lose some interest. And then I go on to 
I don't know, what, whatever the next thing is that I'm interested in. That's, that's the essence of an abundant life, doing that. I was in a graveyard and there was this, must have been a, a 900 year old tree, right? And you could see it was just dying and dwindling. Mm. But all of a sudden a shoot comes out of somewhere in the branch, out mm. of nowhere, just a shoot. And then that whole tree just starts again. It could have another 900 years. Or that tree could just die. Or there could be an acorn from that tree ten, for 500 years ago that's underground somewhere that just suddenly comes alive. So when you think mm. something is dead, it's alive. And when you think something is alive, like a human being being alive, they're actually dead. Right? They're dying inside. They don't realize it yet, but they're dying. They may be breathing, but they're weak. They diet shit, they sleep shit. They're dying. So when you think about it like that, nothing is as it is, everything changing. And I love graveyards. I love going into a graveyard, looking at all the tombstones, seeing the dates. The older the tombstone, the bigger the thrill I get. Like bigger thrill than That's sex. interesting. What, what, what is it that, what, what do you think you like about the older dates? What does, what do the older dates do for you? I feel so connected to like life that it beats sex or anything. There is this such amazing feeling. The older mm. the graveyard, the more alive I feel because I tune into their life and what they saw and how they saw the same tree, which was 300 years old, right? I think about they had a life. What do they do? They had the same thoughts. Is there a God? Why are we here? And then they died mm -hmm. and then their kids came along and then their kids died and then they had grandkids. Now they're dead because it's fucking mm -hmm. 600 years ago. And right, you, think, right. <laughs> you think they were at the same church, eating the same thing by the same grass, same mm -hmm. apple. And you think, wow, like, holy shit. Six generations of me, as in I'm alive 100 years and I die, 100 years and I die, the 100 years and I die, still 300 years left, 100 years and I die, my grandkids, 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 grandkids. That was their life that long ago. And then you think, wow, all these humans on the planet. And then I think about people in China, people in Africa, also like 600 years old. What were they mm -hmm. doing? Some was in the jungle. Some was here. What were we doing? You know, like the difference of cultures and lifestyle. And you think, yeah. oh, my Christ, this is this is stimulating my brain. And you can think about so much, like what did they see? What insects were around? And then you think it, it doesn't end. I just, it's just so no, great. It's, it's sit continuous. There graveyard. Yeah. Sex lasts seven minutes if you're lucky. Right. And um, whereas <laughs> all of this stimulation from like, what were they doing? And he died at 23. That's a young age. How did he die so young? It just makes you think like the fact that they had no heating and like no, no mm, ovens and toilets and too. bathroom. So they were shitting yeah. outside in the cold. Then they had to have fires. There was no heating. So when it was cold, mm -hmm. what were they doing? There was no mattress. What were they sleeping on? Pillows? What were pillows? And it's like, wow, windows. And like, just, God, it's amazing. It is amazing. I love that. I love the way you're describing that too, because what you're really tapping into is the joy of connectedness to life. So the older the graveyard, the more change that mm -hmm. life has gone through. So you go deeper into thought you know you appreciate life so much more when you think they didn't even have a toilet whereas we have a toilet so the further that you go the more deprived mm -hmm. you are and they've realized christ i'm so grateful the fact that i've got heating and i've got a bed and a mattress because i couldn't imagine sleeping on the floor with probably back in their day 15 people you know like big families back in the day had loads of kids no contraception they were shagging every five minutes and shitting at children. You know? <laughs> like just imagine like five people in like one room and, and then like, oh, yeah. 
And we bring it up three children, you know? Right. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree <laughs> with you. And what you're doing here, I don't know if you think about it this way, but from my perspective, what you're doing is what I call a rampage of appreciation. You're just rampaging like one thing after another. I appreciate this. I appreciate this. I appreciate that. I appreciate this. I appreciate that. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love that. And this and this and that. And you're just going on. And that kind of rampage of appreciation is powerful. Because yeah. when you just when you just do that, that's that's actually as good as meditating, maybe even better than meditating. Because talk about getting yourself into a high vibrational space. Oh my God. Yeah, that's just fabulous. Imagine, just imagine it being your birthday and you've got all your friends and family. They're giving you a present. Oh, thank you, Grandma. Auntie gives you a present. Thank you so much. Another present. Thank you, thank you, fucking thank you. And then Father Christmas comes in, the Easter Bunny comes in, then Jesus comes in. It's like, fucking hell, thank you. You, you, you kind of, you're going to pass out. You're feeling so good, right? <laughs> so now imagine in your mind, you're thinking about, God, how do they bath in the dark? How did they, and, oh my God, I'm so grateful I've got a light. And then you go back even further and it's just mm. more appreciation, more, 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 more. Whereas gratitude, yeah. as we said, is you're taking something that you might not be as appreciative for, but you're finding the uh, appreciation for it. So you're going down then and up. Whereas when you think about Christ, he didn't even have a right. heating. I'm so grateful I've got heating. There's no like, oh, well, um, you know, I like the cold, but, you know, I quite like the warm. You can only appreciate. So what you said is there's, there's a lot of truth to it. If you want to appreciate yourself, just think about our parents' generation and they didn't have hardly any shit. And yet they were just content, you could say, because they didn't know any different. But Well, they're also amazed. I mean, right now we're amazed by what's going on technologically. My parents, now my parents grew up in the Great Depression, you know, so a long time ago. And my parents were absolutely amazed by the technology of the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. You know, this whole technological thing, it, it isn't just something that just kind of hit in the 2000s. It, it's been a curve that's been going on for quite some time. And the longer that you've lived during that, I mean, that's been my lifetime living through that expansion, that curve. Every, every moment that we, we get to a new place, it's like, oh, my God, another thing to be marveling at, another thing to wow, another thing to get excited about. So I, get, I actually get the same kind of jazz feeling that you get when you're describing, thinking about what it was like living in the past. I get the exact same experience. That I'm thinking, this is so cool what's going on. There's so, much, there's so much growth, so much here to appreciate. It's fabulous. You come across a tree and you think how old it is and then you look around and remove everything that's there that man has built based on the age of that tree you just see a tree that's seen everything right. it's seen yes. everything it's seen children play just imagine it was a god or a grandfather and um he's just meditating for 400 million years and he's still there and he sees everything what does that tree see he sees these children grow and they get adults and they have kids and they have kids, houses being built, animals at nighttime coming out, eating each other, foxes taking rubbish, birds coming down, birds flying off back, get the worm back, 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 back. Yeah. Then it dies like a time lapse of kind of flowers growing and dying. And the next come up. So mm -hmm. That's why trees are so amazing because they literally have seen everything. And yet that they tree have. is still there. Just like, yeah. I'm just, just here really. And he's just mm. seeing his whole thing. <laughs> Everything is just like changed around him. The trees have grown around him and some have died. And then and that's just, that's what's, maybe that is what is um the attraction to graveyard. People think they don't understand when I said I've grown, I could live, I could sleep in a graveyard, no problem. Because I know that, well, to me, I went through the spirits go side of things and I realized it's just energy. So now it's just, mm -hmm. they're just uh, a tree. 
Their bones are just a tree. That graveyard is some cement. What is cement? Sand and mud and water. All right, so take that all away. What's left? Earth. And, and what you're really talking about here is detuning the whole fear about death. That's really what yeah, you're driving Rich, at Yeah, breaking yeah. it all down. We're just yeah. a, uh, a chicken stew with the chicken bones that you've uh, used for the broth. Okay, <laughs> You take out the bone marrow, right, which is we think it's a solid, but it isn't. Now you're left with like the outside shell. That outside mm-hmm. shell is like the bark of a tree. That bark can be broken down in seconds. So now you've got just the bone marrow. You squish the bone marrow. It's like squishing mud. Now what you've got? Mm. Nothing. So if the bone is the strongest part in anything, the organs disappear and the brain disappears, basically your water, you're left with the bone. Take off the shell of the bone, like taking off the shell of an egg. You're now left with the egg. Just crush the egg, crush the bone marrow. Mud, nothing. So what is there? Nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, that's the transitionary nature of energy and matter. Energy is flowing through and into matter. It becomes new matter. It transforms into other kinds of matter. It's a continuous, shifting, changing process. And you're describing how we can actually see it up close. We can actually play with stuff and we can experience what happens as matter and energy play their little game. Well, for me, one of the most interesting things is uh, in the world of quantum physics, um, the, the quantum physicists have been able to, in a sense, get into the lowest, smallest um, level of, of vibrational essence. They, they, they've gotten past the atom. They've gotten past the molecule. They've gotten past um, the, the, the center of the atom. They've gotten past the electrons. And when they get down to that level, they find there are no protons. There are no neutrons. There are no electrons. It's just energy. And so it becomes really evident that all of energy and mass are constantly interacting. It's, it's energy changing itself into new forms all the time. And then the part that really blows my mind, and this is, I'm still working on this one, is the recognition that even things that seem to be fixed, like right now I can look around my room and I'm sitting in a small office here. I have the computer in front of me. I've got a computer screen here. I've got a window over here. My cat's over here, a lamp and so Ah. forth. These are always, these are here every single day, right? So it seems like they're fixed. The thing that I still try to remind myself is I recreate these every single day. I recreate these every single day through my belief, to my, my, my absolute 100% certain confidence that they're going to be here. And you know what? They are every single day. But that's such a revolutionary thought because what that implies is, well, if I could find somehow, some way to believe that they're not there, there anymore, they're not going to be there. And that just, that my, my mind starts to just fragment at that point because I can't handle the thought. But that's what the implication is here. We live in a world of our own making and we keep it going through our attention. It's just mind blowing. So you've got the sun, hot molten lava spits out something into the atmosphere that cools, that's a rock, right? Water comes down, I don't know, creates a bit of bacteria. That bacteria evolves billions of years later, becomes uh, an animal, right? A human being, an ape, whatever, right? The ape thinks, emits frequency, and it moves himself to a vibrational match, right? And he does his own thing. He needs to replace his cells that he's used from moving. He eats something also made off the universe, a banana, a banana, whatever, right? Eats that, replaces that. As that banana starts to like break down on that tree and that tree starts to break down, he's the same thing. He starts to break down. So now he's mm-hmm. broken down. Now his organs will just like, like a tree in mud, just become earth, right? Break that down, you're left with the bone. 
Okay, bones, basically the bark falling off and then you've got the tree and the tree crumbles. Now it's mud. The bone marrow separates. What is there now when you separate the bone marrow? Energy. You've got this physical object ape, ape on the earth, but you break down his bone, which is the only right. remaining thing that's physical. What's there? Air, nothing, energy. So, um, and then, so yeah, if, if, the, if the earth has come from like, the space or whatever and we've come from <laughs> that and you break that all down you're back to square one literally you separate the bone marrow you're left with energy which is what was there in the first place so you've done a recon right. you've de- de- deconstructed it all and you can rebuild it back up from how the earth That's was right. there from the sun yes. so you do a full circle whether you go left or go right break it down from a human mm-hmm. going back to the earth or earth back to how we became a human it is it goes down to nothing that quantum particle you know um it's amazing (laughs) it's almost it's almost too big of concept for us to get our human minds around i mean we have especially if we're working just with the brain i I know you don't you you referred to how you think about but i know you're also using your heart because that's where a lot of this stuff is coming through anyway Um, but even with that combination it's more than we can process in some ways i mean we we have limited computing power if you will we have a lot of computing power but it's limited Yes. And within the limits of that computing power, as we try to grasp all the stuff that, that goes on, it, 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 well, it boggles the mind. The, the mind just can't keep up with it all. So we, we come up with ways to kind of abstract it along the lines of what we're talking about here. We have these concepts that we use to describe it. And the concepts are pretty good. I mean, we've had a really cool conversation using many of these concepts. And yet even the concepts don't go as far as, as they potentially could simply because of how far our human minds and our human hearts can go in terms of understanding and, and comprehending the whole thing. And, and that's where, I, I, when I think about that, that's where I start reaching ultimate appreciation because then I begin to appreciate there is so much more than I can even begin. And I've already learned a lot. You've learned, clearly, you've learned a ton. And there's so much more beyond what we've already learned that we haven't even begun to, to scratch the surface of it. That's where appreciation starts to set in for me. That's where I start to say to myself, oh, my God, this is so much bigger than I, I thought even five minutes ago. Um, so like the the space around in this universe is a vibration, right? Everything is vibrating on that. Let's call it one term energy, right? If we've mm-hmm. come from that one term energy, then we technically should be vibrating at that term energy. But when we physically put ourselves in a negative vibration in an office or by some train track radiation or by TVs and data, the physical side is going to be affected, which means we're now out of balance with the energy that we've come from. So all this meditation is supposed to balance us back into it. But if we don't do that, we're going to become out of sync. Where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? I'm waiting. I'm kind of curious, actually. <laughs> um, uh, it was something you said. Um, Anyway, you take the lead and welcome back to me. All right. Well, let me see if I can, maybe I'll, I'll try to kind of guide it where I think it might be going. You tell me whether I'm on the right track or not. Okay. <sighs> so where I think you're going with this is the idea that we ultimately, every moment of every day are making choices. This is my wording, not your wording, but we're making choices. This is what I choose to focus on. That's what I choose not to focus on. And the more that I focus on this, the more I get of that, the less I focus on this, the less I get of that. And because of that, because of that power, which is basically a superpower, we end up creating everything that goes on in 
our universe. Um, you, you made a reference of, of about 20 minutes ago, I think it was, to stuff that comes to us from outside. But there's also another way to look at the same thing. We can look at everything in the world and the universe as being a mirror that's just reflecting back to us what it is we're putting out. We can think of it as if we were all in our own little universes. It's just a, a different way of kind of understanding the whole concept. And when we do that, we realize every time that I am putting something out there, I'm getting it reflected back to me. So if I'm seeing stuff reflected back to me that I don't like, I guarantee you, I have been giving my attention to something before that that I didn't like, and it was responding to me. The universe was responding to me by giving back, feeding back to me exactly what it was that I was putting out there. The trick, the challenge is to acknowledge and admit, yeah, I really was focusing on that stuff that I didn't like so much. And in fact, I was doing it in a non-appreciative way, and now I got it back in a non-appreciative way. It's like um, <clears throat> uh, if there's water and there's a tadpole on the outside and he can't see, it would naturally start to wiggle its way towards the water, the same as a pup, which is blind when it comes out of a dog, mm -hmm. gravitates towards the nipple. He can't mm -hmm. see. He can sense that the nipple's over there and he just right. moves towards the nipple, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, a worm will gravitate towards, you know, whatever. The point is that <clears throat> everything always gravitates towards what it should already be. Humans have a choice to gravitate towards what feel good, what feels good, or choose to stay unhappy. And the right. point is that we should be gravitating towards what feels good because you're just becoming in harmony with what should be happening anyway. The dog going to the breast, right? It needs that to evolve and grow. It's, it's moving forward. Humans are supposed to, you know, if we're out of sync in an office full of negative people, meditate to feel good, balance up our energies. But these days we've accepted the fact that this is life and we're choosing to stay in the wrong energy pattern. I actually take the word should out. I understand what you mean, but well, I take the word should out. To what feels good. Well, I, I take the word should out because should is one of those. I, I don't like to should all over the place, if you understand what I mean. I, I like to think in terms of choices because choices don't require shouldness. There's no shouldness in a choice. There's just what do you like, what don't you, don't you like? And it's perfectly legitimate to pick things you don't like. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, there's, there's no commandment that says thou shalt not pay attention to stuff that you don't like. We came into a world of polarity so that we can experience some of the stuff. I mean, how many people like going to horror films? They love horror films. Does that mean they want to experience what goes on in a horror film? No, of course not. But that doesn't mean they don't love giving their attention to a horror film. They're enjoying that. Do I enjoy a horror film? Heck no, I have no interest in horror films whatsoever, but lots of people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. The thing that this is all about is understanding you always have the choice. If you want to choose to give your attention to horror films, if that gives you a thrill of some kind, then go for it. Just understand you're going to get more of that kind of stuff coming back to you. Everything you give your attention to, you're going to give your, get stuff coming back to you. So if you want to have a happier life, you can focus more on happier things. If you want to have a sadder life, you can focus more on sadder things. If you want to have a joyous life, you can focus on joyous things. If you want to have a violent life, you can focus on violent things. I mean, it's literally up to you. There's no right or wrong. It's choice. Yeah, should was the wrong word. What I was saying is that nature will always gravitate back to its wholesome self. People yes. have to choose to go into a into things that make them feel good. They have to choose yes. to be aware that they're unhappy. It doesn't feel good. And like that worm going towards the, I don't know, the water, 
we have to choose to um, transition ourselves to a vibrational match, aka feeling good. But people stay where they are. They have a choice. They they have to. They need to vibrate back to what feels good, aka nothing, meditation, um, everything. Well, they can. They, they they don't necessarily, but they but they have the option. They have the ability. They have, it, it's available to them if they choose to. They just yeah. have to make the choice. Yeah. People don't realize they have cool. to make the choice in order to in order to vibrationally match up with with say the harm harmony. And if they don't, yeah, because everything we're doing is stay. a choice. We're constantly choosing. We're not always choosing what feels good, but we're always choosing. You really can't be alive without choosing. Every single moment of every day, you're you're choosing, 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 choosing. Where are you going to give your attention? What are you going to do? You're choosing. It's an endless series of choosings going on. It's continuous. So I mean. Meditation is about the closest we can come to not choosing, clearing the mind like that. There, there's there's almost no choice going on there. There's actually a little bit, but there's not a ton. It's really very, very low choosing level compared to the, the rest of our lives. That's one of the reasons why meditation is so effective. But we can never get away from choosing. We're always choosing. So it's really up to us every step of the way. Right. I said that there. Anything you want to promote your podcast or anything? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm loving what we're talking about on, on your podcast, but people are certainly welcome to check out mine, LOA Today. Um, basically, I mean, it's, it's nominally about law of attraction, but to be honest, we, we rarely even mention law of attraction in any of the shows. Um, I've done over 1,600 episodes, and after a while, you just talk about life like we're, we're talking about here. So it's, it's the same kind of thing. So absolutely, check us out. We're on all the major podcast platforms, and we'd love to have you. And we're going to have you too, because you're going to be a guest on my podcast, which I'm really loving. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, wait, then I'm just going to press stop. Howdy. Thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.